What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. As you may have noticed, there was an episode last week. That's because I celebrated my birthday and I took a little time off. Uh, birthdays, in my opinion, are super special because in a world where it's easy to get caught up with work, school, and whatever else you have going on, it's a day that's set aside just to celebrate you. So that's exactly what I did. So Sarah and I and my brothers, we went out to Mount Doom and played some paintball. Got some pretty gnarly bruises to show for it, but it's something I've been wanting to do for a while, so I'm glad I finally made it happen. And I ended up getting a Hoyt Torex, so I'm going to be getting into archery, and my goal is to eventually get into hunting either this year or next year, but it'll be fun regardless to uh, be shooting that. We got a nice little side yard, so. But without further ado, I'm glad to have you guys back on the podcast, and let's get things started off in space. So since we last talked, the James Webb Telescope released its first images, and wow, I feel like we went from 1080p to 4K. These images are absolutely stunning, and honestly, I'm just excited that it's going to be a gift that keeps on giving because it's in orbit, it's working as it was designed, and we're just going to get to continue to see these awesome images Uh, That being said, so I was looking into what was going to be the space story for this week, and I was checking to see like what was new aside from the initial first look. Hopefully you guys went and checked those pictures out. They're really nice. Uh, But what I ended up finding was a new view of the M74, which was processed specifically by Judy Schmidt. Um, She goes by the Twitter handle of SpaceGeck, and that's space, no spaces, after space, G-E-C-K. And this photo is actually the new background on my desktop. Um, What is M74? Well, it stands for Messier 74, which is also known as NGC 628, and a phantom galaxy. So what it is, it's a large spiral galaxy in the equatorial constellation of Pisces. It's about 32 million light years away from Earth. The galaxy contains two clearly defined spiral arms and is therefore used as an archetypal example of a grand design spiral galaxy. The galaxy's low surface brightness makes it the most difficult messier object for amateur astronomers to observe. Its relatively large angular size and the galaxy's face-on orientation makes it an ideal object for professional astronomers who want to study spiral arm structure and spiral density waves. It is estimated that M74 hosts about 100 billion stars. Now, if I could show you a picture of it, I would definitely do so, but you'll have to go check it out for yourself. All right, and moving things on to world news, so I got three stories for you. So Ukraine pressed ahead on Sunday with efforts to restart grain exports from its black seaports under a deal aimed at easing global food shortages, but warned that deliveries would suffer if a Russian missile strike on Odessa was a sign of more to come. President Vladimir Zelensky denounced Saturday's attack as barbarism that showed Moscow could not be trusted to implement a deal struck just one day earlier with the Turkish and United Nations mediation. The Ukrainian military said that the Russian missiles did not hit the port's grain storage area or cause significant damage. Kiev said that preparations to resume grain shipments were ongoing, and according to the Ukrainian military, two caliber missiles fired from Russian warships hit the area of a pumping station at the port, and two others were shot down by air defense forces. Russia said on Sunday its forces had hit a Ukrainian warship and a weapons store in Odessa with its high-precision missiles, so obviously there's some inconsistencies in the stories. The deal signed by Moscow and Kiev on Friday was hailed as a diplomatic breakthrough that would help curb soaring global food prices 
by restoring Ukrainian grain shipments to pre-war levels of 5 million tons a month. And for the second story, this is also related, the Nord Stream Pipeline, which connects Russia to Germany under the Baltic Sea, resumed operation after its annual maintenance, which ended 10 days of tense speculation about whether President Vladimir Putin's regime would cut off the gas flow to Europe. Um, This would be in retaliation for the Western sanctions after his invasion, of course. Uh, The gas flow data showed that the pipeline was operating at its pre-maintenance level of about 40% of total capacity. Vladimir Putin said earlier this week that Russia would meet its contractual obligations for gas deliveries to Europe, but he also warned that the Western sanctions adopted to punish Russia in the wake of the invasion could cause further disruptions and cap pipeline volumes as low as 20%. And for the third world story, so the World Health Organization has declared the monkeypox outbreak a public health emergency of international concern, a label which is designed to trigger a coordinated international response and could fuel funding to collaborate on sharing vaccines and treatments. So right now, as it stands, the virus is being primarily spread through male-to-male sexual contact, so I'm not exactly sure how that warrants a public health emergency of international concern status, but obviously it's something to keep an eye on. All right, so moving things on to U.S. news. So after the 2008 financial crisis, the U.S. relied heavily on the Federal Reserve to stimulate growth. Now high inflation is fanning fears that this is true again, but in the opposite direction. Washington risks relying excessively on the Fed to lower inflation by reducing demand rather than have other policymakers work to increase the economy's capacity to supply more goods and services or workers. The danger is the Fed will raise interest rates higher, creating a deeper downturn. The White House says combating inflation is primarily the Fed's responsibility, but that it will act to reduce prices where possible. Fed officials, meanwhile, have indicated that if forced to choose between bringing down inflation or preventing a recession, they would select the former. Fed officials are expected to raise interest rates Wednesday by 0.75 percentage points, which would bring their benchmark rate to a range between 2.25% and 2.5%. Rate increases slow the economy and cool inflation by reducing asset prices and raising borrowing costs, which damps investment, hiring, and spending. Although higher rates can't fix supply chain bottlenecks or increase oil production or even refining capacity, and more expensive borrowing threatens to worsen some of these constraints, by deterring new investment. All right, and for the second U.S. story, so President Joe Biden's symptoms are improving three days after he tested positive for COVID-19. For those of you who are wondering, Joe Biden is double vaccinated and double boosted, so he should be perfectly fine. Uh, Speaking of the Bidens, since the last time we talked, some videos went viral of his son Hunter speaking with an alleged prostitute on how they were shorted on their crack cocaine purchase. The video starts with Hunter showing his face accidentally before he flips the camera around to the rocks on the scale, only to show a measly 21 grams. And uh, a funny take I saw on this was Elon tweeting that every time Hunter buys crack and hookers, and it had a picture of a guy strapped to the nines and GoPros at all angles, which I thought was pretty funny or sad, depending on how you want to look at it. But uh, moving things on to local news, so the American Society of Civil Engineers released the 2022 report card for Alabama's infrastructure. Alabama civil engineers gave 12 categories of infrastructure an overall grade of a C-. The same grade the state received in 2015, 
meaning Alabama's infrastructure is in mediocre condition and requires attention. Alabama has taken steps to maintain its transportation and energy networks and improve its port and rail infrastructure, all of which play a pivotal role in economic stability, but major hurdles remain, especially for water infrastructure systems throughout the state. Civil engineers graded aviation a C, bridges a C+, dams incomplete, drinking water a C-, energy a B, inland waterways a D, ports a B, rail a B, roads a C-, stormwater a D+, transit a C-, and wastewater a D. Dams received an incomplete grade again in this report, just like it did in the section's 2015 report, as Alabama still is the only state in the United States without a dam safety program, which disqualifies itself from accessing federal infrastructure funds for inspections, training, and rehabilitation. Based on estimates by the Alabama Department of Economic and Community Affairs, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, and other resources, The National Inventory of Dams shows that Alabama has 226 high-hazard potential dams, meaning if it were to fail, it would lead to loss of life or significant property damage. Through a grant from the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the Alabama Department of Economic and Community Affairs has made progress on preparing an inventory of dams in Alabama, but more funding is needed for them to perform on-site surveys, inspections, and assessments. All right, and for the weather forecast this week, looks like we're going to have temps ranging from the lows in the low 70s and the highs in the low 90s with scattered thunderstorms throughout the week. All right, so moving on to the crypto segment, Bitcoin coming in at 22300 right now. And for the crypto story, so Tim Bako of the Ethereum Foundation projected this week that the merge, Ethereum's long-anticipated transition to proof-of-stake, might take place the week of September 19th. This is, however, tentative since delays have been prevalent throughout the project's history, and this would also mean an end to all Ethereum mining, something that I am participating in myself. So not really looking forward to not making money, but I'll probably move on over to Raven or something else. And uh, I got a little second story here. So the Texas GOP platform calls for the state's Bill of Rights to include a clause allowing citizens to own, hold, and use whatever medium of exchange that they choose, and that would include digital currency. So it gives the right of people to own, hold, and use a mutually agreed-upon medium of exchange, including cash, coin, bullion, a digital currency, or script, when trading and contracting for goods and services, and that shall not be infringed. And that's how the clause of the Texas Republicans... Uh, amendum to the Bill of Rights would go, no government shall prohibit or encumber the ownership or holding of any form or amount of money or other currency. Explicit protections are needed for the natural right of Texans to keep and exchange and store their wealth in the mediums of exchange of their choice, and many Republican officials in the state are eager to make sure that Texas builds on its status as a cryptocurrency hub, despite some lawmakers' fears, the industry could overburden an already strained power grid. It's kind of interesting how some places in the U.S. are jumping on the crypto bandwagon more than others. Uh, Texas is one, and obviously Florida is the other with Miami. They're wanting to be the crypto 
capital of the U.S. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, but anyway, moving things on to the positive story of the week. So what happens when a bunch of scientists put a study group of older people together and give them all psychedelic mushrooms? As it turns out, over the world's largest study on microdosing, they find that they get more peace and more dexterous to boot. Additionally, a finding specific to individuals over the age of 55 indicated that microdosing was associated with greater improvements in psychomotor performance relative to non-microdosers. Yet further adults over 55 exhibited an even larger improvement in psychomotor performance when psilocybin is stacked with lion's mane mushroom and niacin compared to psilocybin alone. And I got three fun facts for you this week. When Maria Pescova, a woman from Cyprus, got married in August 2018, her goal wasn't just to say, I do. She was also determined to set a record. She fulfilled her dream by wearing a lace veil that stretched 22,843 feet and 2.11 inches, or as long as 63.5 football fields. So, not really sure where they laid that out in a straight line, but congrats to her. Second fun fact, so the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland. Bet you didn't know that. And the third fun fact, so E is the most common letter, and it appears in 11% of all English words. The next most popular letter was A, which appears in around 8.5% of all words. And the least common letter is Q, which appears in just 0.2% of words. Alright, for the comedy segment this week, how many Mexicans does it take to... Holy shit, they're already done! What is brown and rhymes with Snoop? Dr. Dre. <laughs> My wife finally agreed to a Star Wars role play in the bedroom. The only catch is that I had to be Obi-Wan because she's always had a thing for Ian McGregor. Of course, I said, and I got to work putting together the sexiest Obi-Wan costume I could. I even managed to find a glow-in-the-dark condom so I could impress her with my lightsaber. The night finally came, and I was dressed in my Jedi robe, and I slowly opened the bedroom door. The room was dark. I could only make out my wife's pale, naked body posed sensually on the bed. I slowly removed my robe, revealing the faint blue glow of my lightsaber. Hello there, I say in my best sexy Obi-Wan accent. General Kenobi, she replied as four other lightsabers appeared behind her. Alright, and for the inspirational quote, So pain or pleasure, joy or misery, agony or ecstasy, happens only inside you. Human's folly is that people are always trying to extract joy from the outside. You may use the outside as a stimulus or trigger, but the real thing always comes from within. And that's from Sadhguru. I'm currently listening to his book called Inner Engineering. You can find it on Audible. It's pretty good, and I would highly recommend it. Spotify's song of the week is Love by Kid Cudi. Nothing I can see Facing all this pain in my way I fight it every day Why am I this way? Yeah. 
Alright guys, thanks again for joining me on Resonant Frequencies. If you would, give this podcast a share, thumbs up, review, whatever you want to do. Uh, I'd appreciate it, and I'll catch you guys next week.